three, two, uno. Two, one. Welcome to Seen It All Before, the only podcast that believes that I Write Sins, Not Tragedies is one chorus too long. My name is Matt Berenson. <laughs> I'm John Zaitis. It's weird because we've had that conversation before. I know. It's a callback. But oh, a callback you're a comedic genius. Dude, I know. That's what that's that's comedy. That is comedy. Speaking of uh, Panic at the Disco, I did see them this week. Oh, really? How was that? Dude. You actually didn't. You didn't tell me. No. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's not like I could invite you. I actually got free tickets. Fucking lucky. Dude, it was dope. It was such a good show. Um, I got to see them do their Greatest Showman cover, which I thought was pretty cool. What? Yeah, it was sick. It was a good show. The openers were decent. Um, I forget Who the, Betty Who. She actually kind of sucked. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Get it? Okay. Moving on. Jesus. Go ahead. And uh, Two Feet opened uh, after her. He was like direct support. He was really good. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've pretty- never heard of either of them. You know who Two Feet is. If I played you his songs, you'd know him. He's like, he's got, it's like super bluesy, very guitar driven. Uh, it's kind of the only way I can really describe him. <laughs> Just like the most general statement to describe a musician. I'm sorry. You would know him if okay. you heard him. I'll check him out. You should. I'll get back to you. I yeah, promise. No, pretty good. Uh, he dropped an album last year, actually. He was really, he's kind of been blowing up recently. Wow. Yeah. Well, I imagine this tour was good for him then. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, he was talking about how he was like, playing 200 cap rooms last year fuck well then this is definitely a and jump. now he's opening for panic the disco what venue was that it was uh in providence uh, dunkin donuts something oh okay yeah it was just cool. at a dunkin donuts <laughs> is that a random dunkin donuts <laughs> that's all they have in massachusetts <laughs> it was providence that's rhode island bro oh yeah dumbass sorry i just wanted to make a massachusetts joke very much <laughs> anyway uh, yeah, and the night before that, I saw Make Out, which I talked about this on the podcast recently. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, Weatherly actually dropped out because they their tour bus broke down. Or not even their tour bus, their van broke down. So it was Make Out, Handguns, and uh, shit. Story Untold. Let's start with the Story Untold. How was that? <laughs> How was sitting through that? Literally exactly that. Story Untold is like every pop punk band ever. Like I, I figured that they did like a compilation of old pop punk music, which was the only part of their set I actually enjoyed. But besides that, yeah, not a Story Untold fan. Handguns were kind of fun, but at the same time, I had no idea what the lead singer was saying at all ever. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, no, I sat through those two bands, couldn't really get into it, and then Makeout came on, and that was a great show. They always put on a really fun show. Was like a bigger venue or a small no, venue? No, pretty small venue. Um, yeah, I couldn't even tell you. It literally, I forget the name of the venue. It it looked like a banquet hall. <laughs> like it was tiny. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though. Like you would go to like a really small Sweet Sixteen there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Suitable, yeah. And fitting. <laughs> no, yeah, it was cool though. Um, That's awesome. I was for sure the oldest person there. But uh, that was us when we went to see water parks. So yeah, literally. It's okay, though. It was still a good show. Yeah, no, it's dope. I went in our Seen It All Before merch, and I started dropping links, like airdropping links to strangers. So oh, dude. If you're checking this out because I airdropped you a link, welcome. Thank you for clicking it and being like, hey, I'm going to check this out and give it attention. I thought you were thanking That's me cool. for welcoming you. Nope, no. No. <laughs> 
I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> nope, definitely definitely wasn't doing that. All right. Well, we got plenty to talk about, so you want to get into it? Let's do it. Asking Alexandria announced the other day that they will no longer be playing Not the American Average live. What? Yeah, dude. First of all, I don't think that's just a smart thing to do. I think uh, marketing-wise, just no bueno. Well, okay. So do you, here's the quote that Danny Warsnap gave. He was doing a um, like an article or an interview with Kerrang! Magazine, and he was just listing off like albums that meant or albums or songs that meant a lot to him. And he goes, "Not the American average." He goes, "We're retiring this song. It will never be played live again. We're doing it because everyone's so fucking offended by everything." There's the whole misogynistic and sexist angle of the lyrics that people could that people could criticize it for. And the social climate has reached a point that means we're going to get ahead of the bullshit and retire this one before it becomes an issue. I actually can't stand playing it, so I'm glad. I've been trying to drop it for years. So this is what I got out of it. <sighs> Danny Warsnop can't and doesn't want to sing Not the American Average anymore. So he's using his... He's basically using this as a way to be like, oh, we care about what people are saying, and that's why we're not playing it anymore. Yeah, that was the most bullshit statement Has, I've ever heard in my life. Now, th- this might my be... My favorite... The most annoying part of that was just like, I'm just going to go ahead of it and not, and not deal with the bullshit. That's it's what like, I was going to say. Has no, anyone just, you ever... you don't want to play it. You Has, don't like... You, yeah. Yeah. Has anyone ever had a problem with this song? No one's ever complained about this song like, ever. No it's one just cares. Him not, he knows he can't sing this song. I don't think it's that he can't he sing it. He's just trying to break away from it. Yeah, and I don't know why. That's like a f- fan favorite. Literally Dude. a fan favorite. Well, I mean, you can go back and say how Paramore is not playing Ms. Biz anymore. Yeah, but when you put them on a scale, what's I I would get I would get them not Paramore not playing that just because they've outgrown that fan base wise to Oh, I disagree. They've grown so far from that sort of era that I get it. Yeah, but it's they still replaced a it with big excellent song. songs. Yeah, but that's still a big song. And you can even look at Asking Alexandria. They're bigger than they've ever been. They're huge. They're probably one of the top five biggest bands in our scene right now. Yeah, but I don't think they're big enough to where I think they replaced that song in their like in yeah. their discography. I think the real story here is Danny Warsnop just doesn't want to sing old school Asking anymore. Yeah, which I, I sympathize with him. I get it. But I wish he would just say, hey, like any other artist say, hey, I don't feel for this song anymore. I don't want to play it. Which, I mean, he was kind of honest about it. He's like, yeah, I don't like playing it anymore. <clears throat> it's just, do you think it's a smart move or are, I'm trying to word this without sounding ignorant. Do you think bands are allowed to get rid of like fan favorites because they're sick of it? Or is it kind of just like a service to just do it now? Like, just yes. get it out of the way. I think they are. Um I think there's such an entitlement these days with fans. Like I hate you ever oh, I agree. see like a band announce a tour and you go through the comments I like and just see Oh, every you're not person, coming to my city. You're not coming to my city. What the fuck? I what like, so drive. They don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Like just they put it in the middle of two cities so they can compromise. Like, They're touring across the country. You can drive two hours. Yeah, so I get it. There's so much entitlement from... I know that's why they're going to get backlash because people are like, oh, yeah. I only went to see that song. I've been a fan for this. It's like, shut up. He can kind of play whatever he wants. I would totally get him for moving away from the song. I get it. But I don't like the fact that he gave it like a bullshit excuse. I mean, maybe that he was, actually cares. <clears throat> Matt, but you just said yourself, no one has ever complained about that song. I know, I know. 
I'm just trying Not to play devil's advocate person. here. <laughs> so it's like such a bullshit statement he made. No, yeah, I agree. I, I just... I don't know. Do like everyone else, suck it up, say, hey, I don't really like these songs anymore. I want to move on from that. Yeah, which I mean, in, in a sense, Fair. he's already done. You know, he's very... <laughs> he's very much just kind of grown out of the metalcore phase. The band has itself. Yeah. I mean, it. it's kind of like... I don't think of Mice and Men do Second and Sebring anymore. But yeah, which I get. Under different circumstances, I think. It is. It, it's very different. It's hard. I mean, like you said, I don't... I think if he did want to say, hey, I don't want to play this song anymore, he should have sucked it up. Just been like, hey, I don't really like this song anymore. We're not going to play it, guys. Like every other band does. Not just give us this bullshit, we all know you're pulling this out of your ass statement. Yeah. And then dropping it, actually, I don't like it anymore. Well, I mean, it's not like a like, come on. statement. It was just kind of part of his <clears throat> interview. But, yeah, it's just, it's really lame. Yeah, it's just one of those things. You kind of knew it was going to happen eventually. I think the more music they release, the less we're going to hear from, you know, older Asking Alexandria. Before you know it, Stand Up and Scream era music's not going to get played at all. And then what was the next album? Reckless and Relentless, or vice versa. Reckless was first. Um, mm-hmm. It happens. I mean, I understand you outgrow it, but at the same time, you're allowed to outgrow it, but still not ignore it. And that's, I guess, my biggest beef. No, I think it's totally, I think that's people's argument. Yeah. But I think that's where entitlement comes. I think you're allowed to outgrow songs. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not for nothing. Like, if Panic and the Disco, I'm going to give you this extreme example. If they say, hi, I don't want to play I Write Sins anymore, I would totally get it. I'd be disappointed. I would get it too. But you also see how he performs it and he half asses it because he's sick of the song. No, he doesn't though. Let me tell you, you know, when I saw him the other night, he literally said, he goes, Listen, this is one of the first songs I wrote for this band. I was in high school and I was paying off my teachers to let me graduate. He goes, this song's for you. And he still went for it. Like, he knows it's the fan song. So he knows the legacy of that song. So he still performs it at his top. It's not the it's not the last song they play. It's the second to last song they play. You know, that's a big, that's part of the encore. It's a three song encore. It's weird. That's not really it's an most, encore song. I figured that they would close it, then I'm making an encore. No, yeah, it's the encore. The encore is always the most popular songs. Interesting. I forget the three that were. It was I Write Sins, Victorious, and something else. Okay. I see yeah. that makes sense. I would get Victorious. But still, I don't know. I think it's okay for a band to outgrow a song. I totally get it. Yeah, me too. Um, <clears throat> I, but I think he, he. I don't mean this in the literal statement like be a man and man up yeah but i he should have sucked it up like every other artist and just said hey we don't really like this song We're yeah we don't play this play song it. anymore or pull do what a mice and men did and just, just don't play the song and just, and just stop playing it and then no one will say anything yeah no one really made any news about it exactly like, no one cares but he had to like i hate that it's like so convoluted it's just preemptively i don't want to deal with the bullshit of the song like shut up dude you're not that important <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Asking's a powerhouse. They're a pretty big band. They have, for a band that started in the UK, I mean, they kill it in America. Yeah, no, they totally do. I can't take anything away from them, but I doesn't mean I will support them in what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not really feeling the new music per se. Um, but you know what? It's working for them, and dude, it's it's growing them as a band. And if that's what's going to make them big, then that's the path they have to take. Yeah, that's exactly. It. You know, I just 
I don't know, like, you're going to hate this example, but you look at like Falling Reverse. Okay. Constantly putting out new music, went a whole new sound. Like that last album was a complete 180. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yet, Ronnie Radke's still playing stuff from his first big band because he knows the fans like it. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it doesn't mean he's a better person for it. Oh, no, not saying that at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> doesn't mean like, that they're like this. Yeah. You no, can grow I and not ignore the past. Yeah, but you can. Uh, it's hard. It's It's very tough. I think. I get it. I get what you're saying. I do. And I guess that's that's a good argument. Is like you can grow up but not ignore the past. I guess a lot of bands do that. But I think it comes down to a musician. I guess the front man, well, I don't want to say he has the last say, but he's going to be the last say, realistically. Well, the thing is, like, yeah. Because he has to... Perf- as much as the, uh, the band's performing it, yes, they get attention, but a front man's a front man, and he's fully... Not even center that. stage during that song. Not even that. Like the the instrumentalists of the band are only gonna get better at that song. The more they play it, the like more natural it is to them. Before mm-hmm. you know it, they're playing it without thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lead singer, his voice the voice changes, you know? Your guitar exactly. playing that, I mean, you, you get old eventually and you're not as fast <laughs> as you are or as technical as you are, but you can still play it. The lead singer, you lose your voice and your voice changes. You grow up, especially a lot of these tough. bands. A lot of these bands, they started when they were in their 20s, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to grow up and be, I mean, he's still, what, maybe 30? Like, he's not that old. Something like that, yeah. I mean, 10 years, your voice changes. And I think people have to accept that and kind of just let the song die out. Exactly. Because <laughs> he, he can't do it. We saw him on Warped Tour. He can't do much. Yeah. Besides the new music, like he can't do much. So I'm not. If he just said, "Hey, I can't really do these songs," and like again, if he sucked it up, then yeah, I would appreciate his statement and saying like, "Hey, I don't want to play so much." But he just really just took a annoying route that I just thought was so arrogant. Honestly, I got you. And like, not to you know, not for nothing, but I'd rather them stop playing the song than playing the song and try to make it sound like their newest album exactly realistically that's what he should have went and said yeah because i hey we tried playing this song and tried to change how it sounded to help us and it sucked because no one and no one liked it clearly so maybe you don't know that we didn't like it i think a lot of people were just really confused and standing there yeah it was kind of a dead crowd yeah i was mildly surprised so i don't know asking is doing their thing and i support them Cool. Might not be their biggest fan, but I support what they're doing. All right. Well, I'm glad that you have their support, John. Now Thank they can you. go on and be a band again. Because I'm the most important support that they'll ever have. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else means anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Asking Alexandria, because I know you're listening. You're one of the two people who listen to this podcast. You have our support. You can do it now. You, you I, know, I know I you weren't you. sure, but John said it's okay. <clears throat> anyway. Exactly. Oh, I, I hate you. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. A couple, not a couple, maybe a month ago. It's still January. Earlier this month. <laughs> Dude, time's like, day it was. time doesn't make sense anymore. School started. <laughs> Earlier this month, uh, I may have tweeted that 2019 is the year 
that miracles happen and the ghost inside get back together or not back together but are playing music again and they did share a picture on their twitter and instagram of andrew in the studio in michigan what really yeah and they've been teasing a lot they've been writing a lot supposedly i am very excited for new the ghost inside i'm so happy for them so for anyone who doesn't know who the ghost inside are they're like an iconic band in metalcore they were doing huge things growing rapidly i would say mm-hmm. and one day while they're on tour about do this is like four years ago now that's nuts feel that's cr- time is going by Dude, I know. Jesus christ yeah about four years ago they got into a huge bus accident the entire band survived um some with more injuries than others and i think the bus driver actually died yeah but they were like you know what we're gonna make new music again it's just a matter of time and for a very long time, it just didn't seem like it was working in their favor. Some of them lost limbs, like... The drummer, yeah. The drummer lost his arms, right? Or an arm? No. Or a leg? He lost... I thought it was a leg. He lost Shut a leg. Shut up. I know I say leg weird. I know you do. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the drummer lost a leg, and he constantly was posting, like, update videos of him playing with his new like special modified kit which was so cool to watch so awesome yeah so i'm really excited to see what they do i don't yeah, know if that's... they're i don't know if like they'll ever tour again but... probably not but like i would just be so excited and happy for them to hear a new song that Dude, they put together new ghost inside would be so cool they probably like, have, that's such a comeback so story. much to say yeah i can't even imagine like, talk about a band that I've been just riding for who hasn't done anything because they can't. I'm still such a big Ghost Inside fan. Like, I'm constantly Absolutely. checking in on this band. Seriously. And like I said, if they dropped a new song, that would be the comeback story of the year. Yeah. it would. I think everyone's kind of excitedly waiting to see what they do next. <clears throat> everyone's rooting for them. Yeah. You know? How so could you not? They have everyone, everyone ever backing them. They've been more active on social media than I think they have since their accident. It's only a matter of time, you know? We're getting pictures of them in the studio. I'm just so excited to see what's going That's on. That's so awesome. It's going to be yeah. so cool. In other news, I was going to say happier news, but that is happy news. In more, imp- yeah. not more impressive. It's definitely not more impressive. I thought you were going to say more important. I was like, Jesus <laughs> definitely Christ, Definitely not man. that either. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So just in other news, uh, another band who's currently just blowing up and getting bigger and bigger, Architects played Wembley the other night. Did they? Yeah. That's nuts. Which I think the only other band in our scene, like direct scene to do that is Bring Me. That's crazy. Right? That's that's genuinely insane. Yeah. Beartooth open for them. And wow. I couldn't think of a crazier show. Dude, do you know how many people Wembley Stadium can hold? Can hold? A shit ton. Or is it the arena? I think they played the arena. I don't know. The stadium plays 90,000. That doesn't make sense. The arena plays 12,500, which I think that's where they played. Yeah. Just that's, still a ton. That's a lot of people, dude. Seriously. Like, that's awesome. That's insane. This build is, this build, this band is quickly just becoming ginormous. Yeah. And I'm There's not surprised. There's no stopping architects. They've, oh, I feel like they've, for a while, ever since they started dropping, sig- like, singles, they've been just slowly. Like, reinforcing their spot in the scene as a powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, I know they're from the UK, so they're probably already much bigger in the UK than they are in America. 
But still, to play Wembley is ginormous. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Bring Me the Horizon only did that, what, maybe three, four years ago? Three years ago? Something like that, yeah. Around the same time that uh, uh, That's the Spirit came out. Okay. So, so, whenever that was. Architects, they were, like, getting some traction when All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us came out. And then they dropped Doomsday, and everyone was like, holy shit. Everyone's and like, then, this is insane. Yeah, and then Holy Hell came out, and that was it. They totally took over. And that's another band who, you know, they lost a very big member, too, to cancer. Like, Yeah. That's what Doomsday is about. Yeah, it's a huge That's why it's like such an interpersonal song for them to drop. You know, another band who's just taken their situation and said, you know, fuck it, we're going for it anyway. You know? A lot of bands a lot of bands have called it quits because they've lost members to death. To just completely push on and not even push on, just like excel is really just crazy. It's ginormous. It's such a huge deal. So I think that's so crazy. I mean, good for Beartooth for being linked into that, the too. The opener, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a big deal, too. If, Seriously, I don't yes. care. I think they're on tour with them over in uh, Europe right now, but still, that's still a mm-hmm. big deal. They could have said to anyone, like, hey, we want you guys to be the openers, and for them to pick Beartooth, like, that's, that's something. It's crazy. That's, that's a, awesome. I couldn't even imagine that tour. I would die at that tour. Seriously. They're coming uh, over to the States soon. Are they? Yeah, with While She Sleeps. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That was like a weird. I don't know. That weird. fits. I was intrigued by that. Let me tell Have you. Have you listened to the new like while she sleeps stuff? I'm digging it. Really? Yeah, man. I would. Here's my thing. I don't hate it. Really? But it's so weird. It's such a weird listen for me. Oh, I like it. It's some good it's stuff. Like it's not bad. Like don't get me wrong. But I listen. I'm like this is. I'm like I haven't listened to while she sleeps in a while. Is this? Dude, this isn't them, is it? <laughs> I like forgot they existed. If I'm being honest, but the new yeah, stuff. I'm, I think I'm everyone feeling did. it. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously not. That's a that. huge tour. Yeah. You I know? saw that bill. I was like, what? That's, what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, John, what do you got for me? <laughs> that's a, it's, I love that. <laughs> um, anyway, so what I have for you, Matthew. Don't ever call me Matthew. Continue. Essentially, the lead singer of Knocked Loose confirmed new album 2019. We know that they've been writing for a while, but he did like one of those Instagram ask me a question things and he yeah. essentially confirmed it. That was pretty awesome, which gets me excited to see them on this tour that they just announced as well. Yeah, they're going on a pretty good tour. Yeah, pretty long run. Um, I forgot which bands um, they're headlining, so but I forgot which bands. I think there's one band that I actually like that's opening. Nevertheless, I'm expecting to hear new music on that tour, Yeah, like one or two new songs, which I'm stoked for. If not a single before, like in the middle of the tour. Or before. Yeah, I'm sure they'll drop something at one point. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what they have planned. Um, I don't know if this pertains to our scene, essentially. I feel like it does to some uh-huh. degree, but we both saw that Hobo Johnson essentially confirmed new album. Oh, yeah, dude. In like <clears throat> June, right? Yeah, which I think he wasn't. I don't think he's allowed to do that with the record label. Is he signed, though? I don't know. what. His, I no, I don't know like what he's doing. But that was like a cool for him to just be like, oh yeah, we're dropping an album in June. Get ready. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Just like, okay. So I looked up those um, opening acts for Knocked Loose. The yeah. Akaya or Asai As As Asai Bulls. Yeah, literally strain. Um, <laughs> they've been around forever, and I'll never know how to say their name. Harm's Way, Sanction, and Higher Power. Harm's Way, I know. They're Harm's pretty dope. Way, I know. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty dope, man. So that'd be a cool show. Yeah, <clears throat> said I'm seeing them twice. Seen them I need twice, to. dude. I'm gonna go to that 
the Long Island date, and then I'm going to go to the Albany date. And we're seeing Bring Me Together soon, right? Uh, so I'm just so stoked to see Knocked Loose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm getting more and more terrified that I'm not going to see Bring Me. You can go see Bring Me. I don't want to go by myself. Listen, I've had to go. We both have gone to shows by ourselves. We can do this. I'm literally going to see Knocked Loose by myself in upstate New York, Matt. I may never hear from you again. You think so? You might die at that show. Oh, I know. I'm prepping for it. But I'll, that's I think that's the one way I'll go out. You that's the most seen way to go out, just dying at a show. <laughs> just like that dude at the Bring Me concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't make dude. jokes about that. No, we can't. We really can't. But I don't care. When we saw Bring Me, there was some dude, he literally... We, we weren't together. We split up like because the crowd was huge. But Yeah, we got pushed apart. It was cr- I forgot what song, but he was like jumping on some dude's back because the crowd is really rowdy. They're playing an older song. And the dude fucking turns around and just punches him <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> and it was like this little nerdy kid. He's by himself. He's just stoked. And this big <laughs> tattooed asshole tough guy who's just there with like his girlfriend who's clearly just the emo one. Nice. And... Turns around, just punches him right in the face. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, you suck. Like, you actually suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Some people just can't handle it. I don't get it. I don't get people. Yet. Like, you can't stand in the middle of a show and then be like, why are people jumping on me? And why is everyone hitting me and touching Dude, me? There was a circle pit. Like, <laughs> there was a circle pit at that makeout concert <laughs> when the uh, first band and. Wait, pause. There was a circle pit. That's the friendliest circle pit ever. Was everyone just high fiving each other and it just was running around? Near, no, wait. It was a circle pit of one. There's just one drunk ass <laughs> dude just running in circles. <laughs> so yeah, handguns kind of was like, yo, that's dope. Like, circle pit with him. Everyone's like kind of walking in circles. They're like. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I'm like, dude, I need to go to a metal show soon. <laughs> I do. I know. That's why I'm trying to fucking go see Knock Loose so bad. I need to like I've get been... punched by a bearded dude. I've, yeah. I think Angel Dust actually just announced a tour. I Did don't know they? if they're going to be in the New York dates, but oh. I kind of want to see them. That's another show I think I want to die. Dude, <laughs> I would go see Angel Dust again. They were nuts. Yeah. If you guys know Angel Dust, go check out Angel Dust. Go check if out want, like, Angel good... Dust punk like band go listen like genuine punk music yeah. go listen to angel dust yeah not like not even like when we say genuine punk we're not talking about like ramones and the smiths we're talking about like hardcore punk yeah it's like it sounds like old psycho. trash just punk yeah it's psycho dude i gotta see them again <sighs> they're Fuck. nuts they're freaking nuts they they so are i'm all for it though oh yeah 100 percent, man so anyway we had some songs to talk about, though. Yeah, and before we do and that, though. Before, okay. Before we do that. We, we, we rewinds. Awful, again. I gotta run my jokes by you, I You think. really do. <laughs> we're gonna start scripting the show. We're gonna hire an intern just so I run jokes by them. <laughs> and then they go back to you and then see what you say. Dude, my bank account went in the negatives yesterday. I can't afford an intern. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's true. not happening. I feel your pain. Anyway. So if you guys want to be a hired intern but makes no money, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the main had a pretty big weekend. Um, They just are rapidly growing as well. So they just had their festival, which had some pretty big names on it. Real Friends played, Mayday played, Story So Far, I think. 
Like uh, We the Kings. That was like we a the huge Kings one as played. well that I saw. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty big deal. I saw some videos from it. It looked like a fun time, man. Let me tell you. You know, my thing with that festival is it's not even... So this festival, I don't think it was that huge. I think they put a lot of bands that are in the same niche where of like of having a medium, extra medium crowd. I disagree. This is like because like Mayday Parade, they have they don't Mayday Paraders. A, they're doing good though, man. They're selling they're, out House of Blues. Don't get me wrong. All these bands that were on that bill, they're doing great for themselves. Yeah. I might not like Real Friends, but I have to give them the credit they're that they have, ginormous like, right backing. now. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the main, you know, themselves. I'm not a huge fan, but like the more I looked at like looked into them in its entirety, yeah, they have a solid, solid fan base. And even with We the Kings, I don't really like them, but they have a solid fan base as well. Yeah, I mean they're popular for two songs, but they're still But you know, you but know, their fans are around. You can't take away um, from it. Yeah, so I think this festival, just looking at it, um, I think all these bands are in the same spot as them, so I think it just worked out. I don't I wouldn't say it's the biggest festival. It was interesting. Oh, it's not the biggest festival, of course, but it's a, a festival. cool festival. This isn't the first time they've done it. Yeah, I think that was like a really cool thing. Yeah. I think more bands should need to do that. Bigger no, it's bands pretty cool. I did remember he used to do that with a uh, self-help fest, and that kind of just died down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm not surprised, but yeah, so cool festival. They also announced that they're opening up. I think in Arizona, where they're from, um, they're opening up a retail store. Just yeah. their merch, basically. But like, I guess you know, almost is it like, like a, a clothing. Shop? No, that's the thing. They're like, this is not a pop-up shop. This is actually a retail store, and it's gonna have a bunch of stuff with our logo on it. So it's gonna be like clothing. You know, not like merch. I think it's going to be more like clothing with their logo on it. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? The hell? Yeah. That's so weird. It's Actually, crazy. you know what's so funny? They just opened, uh, I think they were on a tour and Grayscale opened for them. Uh, no, that's coming up soon. They just announced that it's this weekend. Okay. That's another <clears throat> new thing. There you go. So I was like, I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard from Grayscale in a while. So I just looked into it. Grayscale's just... been on a lot of opening things. They, they're just, yeah, they, they're just um, pop punk. They're good. I like them. They're a solid band, though. Yeah, no. They just opened for Real Friends, I believe, with Boston Manor, and then mm-hmm. they were. They're also going to be on that State Champs. Bill, uh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So Grayscale's just everywhere. Yeah, I looked at them, and they have clothing with their logo on. I was like, oh, that's pretty clothing cool. More their bands logo should do that. It's literally just like a G, and it's, it's so like funny because really cool. clothing with their logo on it is merch. It's just it's not merch. Exactly. So it's like. Kind of like hell? asking the Alexandria with Alexandria like place with their brand on it. Yeah, well, it's like asking Alexandria's. Like same thing. They have really cool merch, but it's not. It's, it's not so merch. Weird. It's clothing with their name on it. Yeah, I feel like they're too small of a band to pull that off. They're really not though. They may have been around for years, man, and they have a solid backing. They're a big like, band. I, I know, but like, I think the only other band I know who does that besides you just told me asking is Bring Me the Horizon. But that makes sense because Ollie does clothing as a side gig. Yeah. He's like a designer. So that makes sense that they have a lot of their merch is like looks like they're his drop dead clothing brand. Yeah. So like it's, it's so I didn't uh, I don't like that idea. If it was a pop up shop, I'd be like, that's kind of tight. No, but it's like a whole merch store. A retail store. Or a retail store. So we have a hot topic, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the preppiest hot topic you'll ever see. No, the neonist. They were like that neon era. You know what I mean? Yeah, the I put most them with the neon hot era. topic ever. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I'm wondering. I'm really curious to see what those clothing pieces look like. Yeah. Anyway, gonna have to cop. Anyway, part of their big weekend, they did drop a new song and also released a new album. The song's called 
Numb Without You, and it's going to be off their new album coming out March 29th called You Are Okay. This is a huge deal because their lovely little lonely cycle just blew them out of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm, definitely. You have songs like Bad Behavior and then Black Butterflies and Deja Vu, which Black Butterflies and Deja Vu is one of the most romantic songs of all time. I'll give you this. You showed me that before we saw them on Warped. Yes, because I wanted great. to see them at Warped, and you are like, that's not happening. I was like, just please. And that was the only song I enjoyed. <laughs> that whole set. Uh, I, I know you don't like them. I love them. Anyway, this is a huge deal because the thing with the main is they're like one of those bands... Remember, like, 2006 to 2009, where pop punk would kind of force its way into mainstream music? You know, Paramore was doing it, Blink-182 was doing it, Fall Out Boy, We The Kings, like, if you're naming, like, a smaller band who, mm-hmm. you know, boys like girls, they broke through and we had pop punk music on the radio. If that happened in today's age, the main would consistently be doing that. Yeah, you know I would I mean? say so. Like, I think my my ordeal with the, like, my deal with the main is... They just remind me, especially the song specifically, it's like this weird offset of the 1975. And yeah, it's like, they, a, but, I, not here's even the like, thing. Here's the thing, though. They heavier. were doing it before the 1975 were doing it. Yeah. So then how come 1975 blew up? Like, they're. Because Maddie Healy's pretty. The main. the main. Okay, but they're not bad looking dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't like, know. It's weird seeing like seeing that comparison because even now I would the first thing I thought of when listening to the song was like this just sounds like a heavier, more rock induced song like, nineteen seventy five song, um, <clears throat> so it's really interesting but yeah I don't know. So I don't know. when I first heard it, getting back to my point, I think they know they should be b- blowing up soon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're very well aware of that, and the second the song started, I was like, oh shit. Because it still sounds like the main. It sounds a lot like Lovely Little Lonely, but also a little more brought into like a poppy atmosphere. It starts off with those violins, and I was like, all right, I'm here for it. I love it. I think <laughs> it's so beautifully written. It's another great love song that doesn't feel too sappy. Yeah, no, definitely. The first verse, you know what I mean? The intro verse. Let's get this straight. You are a panic in my... You're a panic in the bloodstream. Yeah, you bring me peace. You are a stutter in the heart that beats inside of me. I just love it so much. You're the last. You're my first. You kill me for better. You are rising tide. You're every fucking thing inside me now. And like he just goes on and like, you're this, you're this, you're this. And it could be done really poorly, but I don't know. In the way he did it, it didn't feel like a cliche. No, I, yeah. The song itself, um, to me, it just sounded like an average rock all song. But then, like, I, that's how, like, I digested it. And then I looked into the lyrics as well. I was like, this is really beautiful. Like, he put a lot into this. And then it sort of gave me a different perspective on the song overall. Sure. And, like, made me realize, wow, so I, I maybe I don't like them, but I'm kind of not giving them enough credit in that sense. Uh-huh. You know? And I think I, they're I, very I, well, smart like, songwriters. Yeah, you know? and I was like, I get why they have a fan base now. Yeah. Like, I get it. They should be blowing up anytime. Well, that's what they I'm saying. Be- I'm like, the fact that Black Butterflies and Deja Vu just didn't, like, break through the radio. Like, if this was 2006, it would have. It's a yeah. great song. It's beautiful. And this is another song that really at least should be hitting alternative radio. And I don't think it's going to. But it's so good. Absolutely. You know? I guess my question overall is, 
is it too late for them to blow up? Because there are so many other bands that are up and coming that are sort of doing the same sort of style and niche sort of in the middle vibe. And it's kind of hard for them to break out. I feel like they're only pushing forward with the fan base that they have just because so many other people are doing what they're doing right now. So the way I see it, I think it's not too late. Yeah, they've put out a you know sizable amount of num- of albums. They have a pretty big mm-hmm. discography. I wouldn't say it's too late just for the fact that, you know, if they were to hop on like a 1975 tour or even like a 21 Pilots tour, I think it would take them into really big heights. I think if one person, the right person hears this new song, it it can really blow up. I know, absolutely. If anything, they're maturing as writers and musicians. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, their stuff's getting just great it's just getting better and better i used to be the same way you were i did not vibe with it at all then i saw them live checked out this their discography and i support Which them they put on a, they put on a show they get yeah the, remember i walked toward didn't that kid come on stage yeah they took the kid up on stage that happens all yeah. the time i think every time i've seen them live they pull a the kid up on stage <laughs> it's crazy oh, not less exciting now that's a cool interaction to have yeah nevertheless that kid's never gonna forget it Seriously, I kind of am rooting for them for this song to be on alt radio. I th- I hope it can be. I, I think it can be. I hope it will. Be. I think it would do so well. Yeah, I think it really it realistically will. would. It's a love song, so it, people are gonna hook onto it just for the sake of that. Oh, for sure. Let me tell you, I this is really premature. <laughs> this is really mm-hmm. premature. But I smell a top ten album cooking. Really? Yeah, I that's smell. Like, I smell a top ten. You're hard on that one, man. That's a that's a real premature call, but I can really, yeah. I I can see it. I I can feel it. Wow. I this, I, I really love this song. Damn. All yeah. right. And you know what? I'm kind of curious if that'll stick around for the next year. Yeah. That idea. Well, not even March, dude. We gotta find out. We'll find out in March. Oh yeah, we'll find out in March. March 29th. So, what would you rate the song? Um. Uh, not my favorite song, but like I said, just itself made me look at them a bit differently. Um, I wouldn't say it's a five. I feel like that wouldn't be Ooh. giving them enough credit. Yeah, because it's a good, wow. it's a good song. That's it's. I get why people like it. I'm gonna if, give it a you, seven. Okay, I was about to say if you give this a five, I'm canceling the podcast. Yeah, no, that would be bullshit. It's a, anyone who listens to it will realize like, okay, I get why it's a good song. Yeah, it's it's, it's probably the most average, well written song, and you, and I mean that not like in a shitty way. Okay. It's 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 good, but it's also like you see other people doing it and you get why those people are popular for it. I don't know. I don't know if this makes sense. In my head, I just keep thinking that they're doing exactly what 1975 is doing in a sort of way. Yes just at no. a small at a really small scale, so I don't think it's anything too impressive, but I like I get why people love them. I, I don't know cuz when I heard this it just felt so much bigger than what I'm used to coming from the scene, mm-hmm. especially a band like the main. Cause when I talk about the main, I kind of put them in, uh, you know, in the same categories like Mayday parade and they dropped an album over the summer that I was just kind of whatever about. I'm not yeah. a big Mayday fan. I, so the main coming out with good music means a lot more to me than Mayday. Mm-hmm. I personally would give this song like an eight, five. Really? I That's really love this song. Wow. Yeah. Like this is a big like this is a big song to me. I'm so shocked. Yeah, and I didn't you think it what? would be. I, I yeah, I, that's why I'm so I I think the second I heard you say preemptively that this was going to be one of your favorite albums of the year, I'm shocked. So, you know what? 
I'm I, now I have to fully check it out. Like I have to fully diverge yeah. into the main and see how they're doing. Now I'm just out I'm of pure you, curiosity. I'm telling you, you listen to Lovely Little Lonely just front to back, you'll fall in love with this band. All right, I'll have to give it a shot. Or even if you want to go further back, start with um, it's like English Girls, great song. Mm-hmm. Like you'll like it because it's it's just very dancey. It's very fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Like they just write good music. That's fair, yeah. I'll, I'll have to give it a check. You should. I don't think you'll like old school, but you'll like the new stuff. All right, that's fair. So don't 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 count them out yet. Yeah, not okay. Now I'm curious. All right. So I won't. All right. I think you're just saying that for the podcast. <laughs> no, I really am. I genuinely am. Like I said, when I listened to the song, we even talked about it before because you told me, like, check out the song so we can talk about it. And I, you saw me giving them so much shit. Yeah. Uh, which I'm gonna give them shit for this tweet that says wherever you are is just where, just where you are at, not where you'll always be. That's the most like fuck off. That's a fortune cookie. Um, that just made me. That just made me hate them because that's like some Tumblr esque. I know, which shit. makes me love them though because I think the, my favorite thing about the main is like you, their tours are like a band called the Main are going on tour, or yeah, I saw that. you are they listening have, like, to weird... a band called the Main. Like I just love the. They have a cool aesthetic. The fourth wall break of their aesthetic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I'll have to definitely check them out. Now I'm just curious. Okay. I'll give it to you. That's 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 enough for me. It's a lot more than you were expecting to get from me, I think. Yeah, I thought we were going to argue a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I was I know, getting ready I to argue. I, I figured you were. But I'm happy we uh, not agree, but... We met at middle ground. That works. All right, moving on. Here's something that we can both agree on. Youngblood dropped Loner. John, what did you think of Youngblood? Loner? Um, I think he's overrated. Uh, You're full of shit. What do you really of think of him? Of course I'm full of shit. This is one of my favorite Youngblood songs of all time. Ooh. Hands down. Ooh. This is probably the most rock and roll song that he's ever written. And, okay, yeah, you and I are going to disagree. And I think it's fucking amazing. Like, It's just so... God, there's just something that's so sad but happy, and that's just like his thing. I love it so so much. Okay, so here's my thing. It's a good song. It's a great song. I love this song a lot. It's really fun. I mm-hmm. don't think it's the most rock and roll song he's written. I think it's the most radio friendly song he's written. Uh, no. Yes, this song was a hundred and fifty percent written for radio. And let me tell you why. One, I can't stand those oohs and nahs. I hate those <sighs> oohs and the na-na-nahs. Okay, that's one. Two, they tried to get Youngblood radio play. And the only thing that's keeping him from becoming a pop star or breaking out is radio play. Medication was kind of doing it, but still it was kind of risky. Did some mm-hmm. alt stuff, but wasn't getting anywhere past that. Any Polygraph eyes too heavy of a subject they tried but it just wasn't happening california was really probably their closest hit at it and even that like it never really got past of like like the new rock category yeah this was written to be played on alt radio and it's doing exactly that it's getting played everywhere alternative radio do you know why i don't i disagree so strongly saying that it was written to be played for alt radio this was written for the sake of him just wanting to write a song because this song was preventively written way before it was even tracked or dude i'm telling you this song this song 
this is the this is the record label sitting young blood down and being like listen you have a real shot here of blowing up we need to get a song that is in between whatever album you're you know but after 21st century liability because it's not happening there that one's a little <laughs> too out of this world and that's what i like about him but we also know that we can't drop an album right away it's coming he's writing for it but we need to do a lucy in between this song is the alt radio song. They wrote this song so he can get on alt radio. It's a great song. I think it's awesome. And it is the most <clears> rock and roll song or one of the most rock and roll songs he's dropped. And it's really cool sounding. And I really dig the whole just inspiration and feel of this song. But it's also very safe. I don't think it's... I. My thing is, I don't think it's safe because it sounds like Youngblood. It does, but thing. it doesn't sound like crazy Youngblood. You know what I mean? It's not like... 21st century liability and talking about the song itself young blood yeah. it's not you know it's not super well, let's, let's heavy even compare it to this you look at the look at the album cover of their last album how nuts his. it like of his album that's yeah. what i meant look how crazy he looked yeah that was his thing and now you look at the album cover that he put out now yeah it's a completely different look exactly so i don't think it he's you make it sound like he's this was like a sellout song no, and see, I don't that's think this not was that's not what i'm saying i'm not saying it's a se- i'm not saying it's a sellout song i'm just saying they know what they're doing they know that this song is the song that's going to get him more radio play this was done on purpose this was this song was and i'm not and i'm not saying it in a bad way i'm not saying it means anything less than what he wrote it's still a young blood song it's still his lyrics it's still of it's still a song it counts as a song it's a smart move. I'm not discrediting it in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move. It's their next step. We keep saying he's going to blow up. And with blowing up, there's comes different vibes and different songs and, you know, certain steps they have to take. This is that step. This is the song that was written to get him the more radio play, to get him a wider audience. He's not just playing, you know, this, after this song, hopefully this is the blow up song. He's not just playing small venues that cap out at 100 kids. He's going to be playing bigger venues and having bigger bands open or opening for bigger bands. I get that. Okay. <clears throat> I still disagree that this was written because I don't... When I hear someone say the record label is like, you need to make a safe song, I hear I think of sellout. Yeah, I'm not saying and sellout because sellout would be... Sellout doesn't mean necessarily mean a bad thing. Like you're saying, it could yeah. be a bad thing. Like, you know, we've, we know bands who've sold out and just sound shitty. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um. But you make it sound like this song was specifically written for radio play. I don't think he sat down and was like, you know what? I do have to write a song for radio play. Because this song was made so long ago before it was even... And he was playing it live. And it was already getting traction as a good song. He wasn't playing it live. He just started playing it live. He's played this song live before. Dude, I saw him like three months ago. No, he's played this... You look it up. He has three songs. This is one of the three songs that he was played live. He has three. He had three unreleased songs. This is one of them that he would play live. I'm just saying, again, it's not a negative thing when I say this was written to be his radio song. I'm just saying this was given a lot more attention. Maybe starting off with this is what I didn't like about it because it was a bad way to like pre-note what I was about to say. I love the song. I think you were just stuck with your conspiracy theory that he coincidentally is now dating Halsey. There's no conspiracy theory there. If he was dating Taylor Swift, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Everything's not just, they're not dating as a contract. and Anyone who dated are. Taylor Swift is dating as a contract. That's true. I'm telling you. 
I'm telling you, Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift never dated. It was just the record label being like, don't deny it and we'll give you some money. And I, you know what? I agree with you. Anyway, with this though, I'm telling you, it's just his team taking the correct steps to further boost his career. Um, I don't know. I, it's a yes or no. I think I get that. I think that's just your super marketing look at it. No, I'm telling you, this that's like I'm not discrediting him by any means. No, I don't. I don't think you're discrediting. But like, I look at even how he marketed himself. He marketed just like any other song he would market. Well, of course, that's he hasn't how you're supposed to in any way. So that's I'm not why saying I don't think changed. it's like a full mark. No, like not even like the slightest bit. That's why I don't think it's like a full. He needed to get the song out just to get radio play. I disagree. The music business is exactly what it is. It's a business. He's got a whole team, a whole record label. You got to remember, he's si- he's not signed to like some little indie label. He's signed <laughs> to like a big ass label. I forget who he's signed to, but it's a big ass label. They know what they're doing with him. All right, that's fair. You know what I mean? Nevertheless, it's still one of my favorite songs he's ever written. So, it's not one of my favorites by him, but I still love it. I, I think I'd like it so just because like it's the most rock and roll song he's ever written. Like there's no electronics, there's no nothing. But the thing is, even with that, it sounds like young. It sounds it like still a young sounds like song. Young. My one, like I said, I didn't like the oohs and the nas. I think those are just I hate filler like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my one thing is like they kind of have like a weird filter on his voice throughout the song. No, I'm all for it. I yeah. think it fit. Yeah, it would have fit for like a <laughs> verse. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't just do for verse and then just cut it out. People it would be do so it. weird. Yeah, but those are so weird. And yeah. people have noticed it like, that's weird. Yeah, I, I don't think know. when I, I heard him rhyme martyr and tomato, <laughs> I was I, like, you have my money. I, yeah, like, I've obviously proven in the past how much I'm super into Young young Blood. This song, I've been so. There's some days I'm like, yeah, this is like a great song. And there's other days where I'm like, it's good, but it's nothing special. I, I'm i just so hot and cold with this song, and I don't know why. I think it just doesn't... It, I don't know. I think it just... I'm hard just overthinking it. I don't know. I think you are, because like you when I look at his other songs, none, none of his other songs were incredibly outlandish. Yeah, but at the same time, they weren't this... Like, this is a good song for radio. Again, not a bad thing. It's just more smartly put together. I don't know. Like I, when I look at his other songs, I'm like, okay, maybe his stuff in the past was just a bit. I get why I wouldn't get traction. Like I would get why I would get traction, but I wouldn't get radio play. But they were. You froze. If, <laughs> if anything, yeah, I know. And nothing was off. It's like even if I look at California, like that was, I guess, lyrically the same shit as this. It's really just a chill song. There's nothing crazy about it. There's nothing that's overtly, look at me, I'm this hyper-maniac person in that song. Yeah, but I also like California a lot more than I like this song. I don't know. And I don't think it was too censored either, which I feel like that's the way you're looking at it. Because even like there's a verse, he's like, I don't think you're, he just says, now lock me up in a riot van as I hold up my fingers to this old man. And yeah. it's, and you know, it's like, you know what he's implying. And it's even itself, I don't know. 
guess what I'm trying to say is I don't agree with you that it's sort of that he censored himself in a sort of way for a business aspect and him writing a safe song. I think this has the same lyrical content and the same sort of musical content as a song like California. And I think <clears throat> I think a lot I think his fan base knows that. And I think that's why it comes off as a safe song to them as well. That's why it came off as a safe song to me as well, just because it's it just reminded me of that, that sort of safer route of a song. And I don't know. I just, yeah, like I said, I'm not knocking the song completely. It just, to me, was just, it, it, it was, it was purposely put together to be more appealing. Youngblood's been getting a lot more radio play and attention than he has in the past now, is all I'm saying. And I think they did that on purpose. I don't think he did on purpose. I think the fact, the sole fact is that he blew up. We saw him at Warp Tour, and we saw him. There was probably a crowd of forty people, and then after Warp Tour, he was doing festivals in other countries. Well, yeah, he's significantly bigger over in Europe. You know, or even in the U.S., he sold out entirely every show. Yeah, you know, and then you, and then even in festivals in Europe or England, he went from playing like really tiny, shitty English shows to crazy big festivals, where. 100 plus people are looking at him and cheering and singing his songs. I don't think he necessarily played it safe. I think he just blew up and you don't realize how much he's actually blown up. I don't know. I think like you have to you do realize how much he's blown up since you I, no, first I, showed me. Obviously, him. he's blown up, but I think this is that next step. And I think that's they, why his song they is wrote, getting radio They play. made he's, this song. No, they made this song so he can continue to blow up. Remember when here's we the first listened Yeah, but here's we the first listen to Young Blood and you said right now he's in this awkward stage where he's in the verge of blowing up. Yeah. This song pushed him to blow up. Exactly. They wrote that so he can push to blow up. This is the song because they now have to treat him like a radio act because he was blowing up. Now they're like, all right, we need to push out a new song real quick so that there is a new reason for him to blow up and to get more attention and then they can still pay attention to him. That's yeah, the but the song's been out for like, this song has been existing for a year. Yeah, but I mean, actually releasing it. I don't know. Doesn't mean it hasn't been tweaked. Ag- what? Doesn't mean it hasn't been tweaked. And that's true, but like, I don't know. I guess out of the three songs, maybe they were like, this is the safest songs that you have written. This is the safest song, new song that you have written that we can fully go into the studio and release this. And turn I get it into that. something. And turn it into something. I get that. Before we go crazy, let's blow you up first and then we'll put the other ones out. Exactly. I get that. Regardless, okay. he still has his nasally voice. He still sounds raspy as hell. He still sounds whiny, and I love it. And he can forever just date me if he wants. Just saying. There you go. That too. John, <laughs> since I'm like so tired of fighting with you, just <laughs> put a number up next to this song so we can move forward. Ten. This is my favorite song of the year ten? so far. This is my favorite song of the year. A ten. Absolutely favorite song of the year like perfect like there's no perfect absolutely song this is a 10 wow this is one of my this is my favorite song of the year so far that's coming out at all jesus 10 a 10 i'm giving this a 10 just like you gave your main 8.5 and preemptively you're like this is the album this is one of my favorite albums yeah but i've never handed the main a 10 i'm giving young blood a 10 he i have full faith and he's just gonna drop bangers and bangers and bangers Wow. You're giving this a seven. No. Oh, so, really? Yeah, no. 
Okay. Seven's cool. like borderline banger. You know what I mean? Which okay. seven's yeah. good. But mm-hmm. seven's borderline banger. This doesn't deserve that. I give it a two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then we just had the whole argument again. <laughs> what the fuck? A two? No. Um, no. I I give the song an eight. Okay, that's I, I guess I have a lot to complain about it, but in the end, I do enjoy it. I'm just... Mm-hmm. There's days I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy it, and other days where I can't help but overthink it. That's fair. And it's my own fault. It's not the song's fault. Yeah, I get that. In other news, can we talk about a really confusing song? Yeah, because I can't get over this 10. Move forward, please. <laughs> can we talk about uh, that Bring Me the Horizon song? Ooh, we're going to talk Bring just, Me the Horizon? Let's just drop like really just a quick anecdote just because we're talking about weirdness, and then we'll review the album. Okay, yeah, because that album comes out in three days. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to quick. Uh, I just want to just make one comment sure. where they said, "Hit me with it." Where they said, "Medicine" was their most pop-sounding song that they'll ever write, and, and then, then they dropped this. Yeah, this is a whole. What the fuck? Yeah, it's not even like a pop song. It's just really slow. It's yeah. So it's called Mother guess, Tongue. Yeah, we probably should have mentioned that. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they dropped a fourth song before this album. So close to the album's release, too. It's really weird. Really weird. But again, but I guess like four, three to four songs is like average. I know. I'm so, so sick maybe they're of that, pushing though. for that four song and they're just like, let's just throw this one out there. Yeah, why not? What if they know this song? I don't want to say sucks, but it's like, what if they know this song wasn't their best song out of the three and they were like, let's just throw it out there. See what, see what, it, see what happens with it. Okay. So what do right. you think of Mother Tongue besides that it sucks? I don't think it sucks. I think it was just confusing to me compared to the other releases. And that's simply what I would leave it at. This is another love song for sure. Yeah. And now when I think about the album, now I really don't know what to expect. It's so nuts because, all right, you start off with Mantra, which is just a banger. It's kind of, Mm -hmm. it's kind of loud rock. It's kind of pop influence. They have that awesome ass bridge, which I still think is the best thing Bring Me has ever done. Yeah. Then they drop Wonderful Life, Heavier heavier darker darker just yeah and then medicine darker. comes out perfect yeah then medicine comes out and it's really pop or not really, really pop, pop but a great song nonetheless kind of not too far off the bring me brand if you look at that's the spirit <clears throat> yeah exactly then mother tongue comes out and you're just like what the fuck happened <laughs> now is this is this a weirder like song for you than like drown was because it's not for me Oh, that was a, that's a good comparison. Um, no, I don't think it's so far out of their league, essentially, I would say. I don't think it's so something that was so far-fetched and ridiculous. I, I was waiting for a slower song. Yeah, I mean... I, because, I mean, remember when they dropped Follow You? Like, that was a very slow yeah, song. Yeah, but, like, People Medicine was kind of... The, I thought Medicine was going to be the slow song of the album. That's the thing. I thought that as well. So I really don't know what to expect now. What I really got was, like... Lincoln Park, that last album, One More Light, right? Okay. I could see that. I got that. vibes. I got vibes, like, from that, like, sort of, like, any slow song on that album, to, like, with this. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Like, like, what I instantly thought. I don't know. It just makes me curious as, like, what the album's going to be like. And I'm so stoked for us to talk about the album. Because yeah. now, we both know just no idea what to expect. We're going to, yeah, I think that almost might be an entire hour conversation about bringing Seriously, horizon. So I'm really looking forward to that. Stoked for that. Cool. All right. Funny that you mentioned Lincoln park because this next band that we're about to talk about 
gave me some serious Linkin Park vibes. And that's Fever 333 with their new album, Strength in Numbers. You know what's funny? One of my one of the first notes I wrote was like Beastie Boys meets Linkin Park meets Rapcore. <laughs> okay, yeah, I said Linkin like, Park like meets Rage Against the Machine. That, okay, that too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, this was. Let's just start with this. Produced, fucking to the T. John Feldman really this. This is like he John Feldman's baby, it. and he just paid so much attention to this. He killed it it's so well so done even if you don't like it listen to it and you'll be like this my ears just like this yeah it's crazy yeah um i and then also for me was like i get why i was nominated for a grammy oh dude without a doubt i absolutely get why they were nominated this just kind of like reassured me for it it's yeah i so my my first thing i came i started the album and right away we had some like spoken word intro and I was kind of like, all right, I hate long spoken word intros. Yeah. But then they go into Burn It Down, or which at first with Burn It Down, like Burn It Down came out and I really liked it, but I hate when like the intros, like track is something I've already heard. I want to like start off with something new, but I didn't realize how strong of an intro song that Burn It Down could really be. Yes, exactly. Dude, that song's like weirdly... An- nice anthem song <laughs> it's so good and at first the first time i heard it i'm like all right this is literally a lincoln park song mm-hmm. i mean by the same name but it's still so good yeah no it's just i think they killed it with this i wouldn't even i wouldn't even call it old it's way too heavier of a rap vibe to it than to call it lincoln park yeah i get where they would get the influence though and where you would get that vibe because i got that as well yeah um, and I think that's what I appreciated about it more is like there was so much more rap influence pushed into it, but they didn't do it where it was obnoxious. It didn't feel forced. And same thing with like their political, like where they when they talked about political. Well, things. that's another thing. They I've... weren't pushing it; they just made it so perfect and did it so well. Yeah, because it's definitely a politically charged album, and mm-hmm. especially for an album where I feel like the music doesn't stick out a lot. It's like well produced, but it's produced in the sense that you're almost like. You're almost like receiving a sermon from Jason, the yeah, lead vocalist. The lead yeah. He's singing or screaming or rapping at you the entire time, and that's kind of what you're paying attention to. The music itself kind of stays consistent. It's good. It's heavy. There's some bass drops, and it's in the background. What you mm-hmm. really are focusing on here is his vocals, and it's crazy because he really shows off everything he can do. I didn't know he can sing so well. Like you didn't know that. Like ignoring his like big screams and like yells, which I've always been obsessed with, you know, since Let Live. I didn't realize how good of a clean vocalist he is. Yeah, that last Let Live album, he did a lot of like yeah. clean vocals, and he, he excellent. I just yeah, I was totally just taken away from it. Songs that really <laughs> stuck out to me were um, One of Us. Excellent. When they're chanting, you know, they have like the kids or the choir whoever it is chanting you're the minority we're the majority i was like that's so dope and then there's that other song the album um it's like inglewood or something like that yes oh my god i wrote that as well dude that song is so personal it's six minutes long or seven minutes long it's a long ass song but it doesn't feel like it it's so good it's excellent it's like a story (laughs) that's literally what it felt like basically telling a story of growing up in the ghetto yeah, and it's crazy. which is such an interesting perspective to throw with the scene. Yeah, 
you know? I think that's something that was needed. And I don't want to. I don't want to come off too like so, like so, like you know, socially driven and liberal. But I think that was something that was needed. And I think it's so cool that they put their foot down and kind of said something. It's less first world problemy. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's honest not and another, it's real. Yeah, it's not another breakup song. It's not another I'm so sad song. It's like yeah, I grew up in a place where people get shot. I grew up in a place where you know the cops come, they see the color of my skin, and they beat me. Like. Yeah, this is going on in America, and it's so well done and well said. Mm-hmm. It, and, and it's so angry and that. pissed off, you know. Exactly. They're, it's not. It doesn't feel fake. They're not just writing an album because this is what's going to catch right now. He has so much like, str- like just energy behind it. Yeah, exactly. And you sort of feel for them, and it, it gives it puts you in a perspective, really. Yeah. And that I think that's like the difference between a really shitty political album and a really great one 100%. when you listen to an excellent well put together thoughtful political album you're like wow i can i there's a lot of tension in this and i feel it and it makes me think but then you listen to a crappy one you're like you're just yelling at me because i have a belief yeah and i think that's the different and that's what like separates the two and they did it so well yeah even you go ahead sorry i was just like i said i was so worried i was gonna get a whole these, these are my political views every mm-hmm. the entire time this is my political yeah. view this is my political because you listen to them, and that's what their whole thing is about, you know? They have Made in America. They have Trigger, which Trigger is still one of my favorite songs by them. It's just mm-hmm. very much political. It's about gun violence. And a lot yeah. of this stuff is about stuff going on in America, but it doesn't feel forced. And that's what I love exactly. about it. It's so well-written, so well-said, so well-produced. You're just... I didn't think I was going to like this album as much as I do. I love this album. It's excellent. It's it's yeah. so good. It, just as the main was your preemptive like top ten, I'm throw I would not even skip a heartbeat of throwing this in my tops. This yeah, this definitely right now has a spot, but that's so far down the line. Yeah, exactly. But right now it's like one of the better albums that have come out this year. Oh, even yeah. you know my favorite part, like going through all those political songs, he then has the song um Am I Here? Yeah. Which is like just whew, what a emotional song. That's like a so crazy, emotional. You, I remember you sent me like the, like him in the studio singing, singing that it. song. And it's and nuts that was, watching I him perform him. it. Man. I wanted to give him a hug, man. <laughs> that was like absolutely nuts. So I think there was like that relief of him just writing like a straight love song. Like that was, or <laughs> not even a love, like a self hatred love, I love you song. Yeah. Like that was so honest and vulnerable. Like I really appreciated that then, in between. I love the closer. Um, Coop de talk. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what the hell like it's that. called. <laughs> it's such a great way to end this album you know absolutely absolutely it's just so like yeah it's this is it it's it's over this is such a strong album and we knew it was going to be big it was i think when it came to the political stuff it was kind of hit or miss and this they definitely they hit i guess they never miss huh oh god i didn't want to do it but i couldn't stop myself really you. this is a this is uh what would you give it let me let me start there <laughs> It's really not that hard. This is like a nine. This is like a nine. I'm giving out of 10, it a nine dude. as well. Wow. I'm giving it a nine. Okay, yeah, cool. This is excellent album. I love. I love like the genuinely good hip hop like influence. Yeah. Um, just uh, I just they did everything right that they yeah. needed to do for like a full full length. Exactly. Album. I was worried because they 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 can be an intense band for a whole full length, but I think you know it's a forty minute album, and I think that's a perfect length for them. Absolutely. I, I can't stop listening to it. I'm right there with you. It's absolutely excellent. Moving forward, 
because I think we got time for one more. So why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live in future times. They're <laughs> kind of like DCD2's little baby love child thing right now that are going on. Pete Wentz has kind of been pushing this thing. Spencer Smith, ex Panic the Disco, has also been really pushing it. I think he's their manager. They just dropped a new song called Lazy Boy, and they kind of paired it off with Vampire that came out a couple of months ago. What did you think of Lazy Boy? Um, Not what I expected. I guess, actually, I don't know what I expect when it comes to them. Yeah, they're so all over the place. Um, I mean, it's definitely a really, Love and Future Time song. Like, it you know definitely what I mean? is. And I appreciate what they do. It was just a little weird. Just listening to a snippet of it, I think I have to listen to it a bunch more to actually get into it. Right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is just another song by them. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not also, it's also not shit. So Yeah, I really enjoy this song. I enjoy the band. They're really good. They're weird because they they they're emo rap, but they're alternative, and they're not really emo rap because emo raps like Juice World. They're just like writing emo songs that he raps in. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain this band. What they are, yeah. But they continuously write very catchy music, and they continuously have a very solid, smaller fan base. Their fan base rides for them, man. I. No, I'm not saying it's like time. It, it yeah. blew up within the last, like, ever since. But like, they've definitely yeah. lost momentum. Mm-hmm. They're they're really it's they're weird because they have all the backings. They did really well on Warp Tour. They toured with Fall Out Boy. Pete Wentz has been you know throwing them all over the place. It's just like I don't know. It's weird. They're hard to they're hard to tell what's gonna come up with them in the future because they can easily be that like this band that kind of did really well but never does anything again or they can really blow up i think they just got to work on some like loose ends but the song itself was good yeah i wouldn't i would yeah i wouldn't say don't listen to it it's definitely an interesting listen yeah for for sure they're like yeah it's they're just a weird band to observe and determine exactly i think that's why it's so hard just for me to like form an opinion on them yeah because they're all over the place that they are they're just like i i don't know they're very unique in the sense that literally unique. You just don't know what to think of them. <laughs> no, and I enjoy that about them. You Seriously. You can easily say, like, yeah, they're just kind of hopping on this emo rap thing, and they're emo band, but they're also trying to rap. But they, they're doing their own thing. There's really no one else that sounds like them right now. That's the thing, too. There really isn't. I, I couldn't name a single band who they would go along with. At least not in the U.S. Like, yeah. I listen to them, and I think of, like, even the, the closest thing I can think of, like, outside of the U.S. would be, like, Rap Boy. Okay. You know, I, I showed you that, and I think that's the closest thing. Even then, this song didn't really sound like it would fit into that. Maybe yeah. they're past up a little bit. Even that's, like, a heavier hip-hop vibe, but I don't know. Honestly, they are what Pete Wentz wish he could do now. <laughs> I th- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Pete Wentz yeah. is so sick of being in Fall Out Boy. It was, like, his passive-aggressive way of... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, like, like putting different music elsewhere. P. Wentz is like in some weird midlife crisis right now. Love him, love his music, but he's in some weird life. I, I feel bad because we do talk a lot of shit about Fall Boy in this podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much respect and how often I've referred to them as my favorite band. Yeah, exactly. It's just we just really hate Mania that last record. <laughs> it's they're they're in a really awkward place right now. Seriously. So, just for numbers' sake, hit me with a uh, number for Lazy Boy. 
I'm going to say six and a half, seven. Okay. Is that I, fair? I was going to give it like a seven. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, before we even, do you want to do the American football song? Forgot about that. I thought we were going to do that. Dude. But like, I didn't want to like cut you off while we're mid- um, lift just in case we use that bit instead of the American football. No. So I was like, I, if anything, we have to. We can just cut the lift one out and just talk American football, or we can just keep both, or just do both. Cool, yeah. let's do it. American right. football. <laughs> yeah, American football. I don't know much about them. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they have their third EP coming out or LP coming out, mm-hmm. and this is like the third song they've dropped off this LP. I haven't heard the other two. But the only reason I give a shit about this one is it features Haley Williams and it's called Uncomfortably Numb. Yes. What'd you think? Which is, first of all, these guys make me feel old. Why is so that? I remember when, because they've been around, their first debut EP came out in 1999, which then they just re-released as like a LP with like extra songs, essentially. Yeah. And then even when, okay, so this is like a brief history because I actually enjoy them. See, when I didn't they even know you that, were like a fan of it, of them. Yeah. And then after, a little while after they dropped their full length, they broke up. Yeah. And they're like, we're not going to tour together. And then out of nowhere in like 2016, like, oh, hey, album, some random tours in between those years. And like, and that now they're dropping a song like this. But I liked it. I loved it. Okay. I feel like you were expecting me to like it. Yeah, I knew you would. Yeah, I think I feel like you heard it. You're like, John's going to. Yeah, I knew you would. John's going to buy yeah. this shit in a second. Oh, I, yeah, I, I knew you would. There was no <laughs> doubt in my mind. I, I. Yeah, so if you- <laughs> <laughs> you're so predictable. I heard, I'm like Matt's gonna just Matt's gonna make a comedy. He's like, of course he's gonna fucking like it. No, yeah, but I knew you would. I absolutely loved the song, and I think just throwing in Haley Williams, who's an absolute queen, she just made it better. Like yeah. it was just nice hearing her, considering she's like on her social media hiatus. Um, it was really weird watching her, like her team tweet for her on Instagram and promote it for her, but uh. It was really cool. It was really nice hearing her in a song again. Funny enough, I think this might be a bigger deal for Haley Williams than it is for American football in the sense that Haley Williams just wants to be part of this indie, artsy crowd so much that she's probably so stoked that American football asked her to be on an album. And you got to remember, yeah. too, American football, they came, you know, they came out in 1999. I mean, she was probably like in her teens when that dropped. Exactly. Or so even younger I- than that. She's probably like definitely 10. younger. Yeah. So yeah. This is like a huge deal for her. I mean, granted, she's gone on to be in a much more big and successful band, and mm-hmm. that's a huge grab for them. But I think if you're talking about personal means, Haley Williams, I think any band right now who's just a little indie and weird could get her because she just wants to be part of that scene so bad. Exactly. And I feel like this was like sort of a bit of a relief compared to what Paramore's been doing. Just throw on an indie song. I imagine it was like a fun. A bit of a different fun experience. Yeah, something new to try for her. You know, she's done pop music. She's done Paramore. She's now doing this. She's very well-rounded. I think she was a perfect fit for this song, too. I actually genuinely enjoyed this song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her feature was done really well. I was kind of hoping she'd be more... She'd be used more as, like, a harmony than anything else. But giving her her own verse is okay, too. Uh yeah, it was weird hearing her just, like, have her own verse. I was expecting her to be at least in the chorus, maybe. Yeah, me too. And, and just, like, taking over that sort of section itself. And then, like, in the bridge, maybe have her own section. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I was satisfied. I remember when they, like, released the track listing. It was weird that that wasn't the first single they dropped. 
Yeah, you would think so, right? I, I thought right away that'd be the single. I think one of the first singles I did was a song called Silhouette. Yeah, it was. Which wasn't bad, yeah. So, what would you rate it? Um, I'm going to give this song... I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. I really dig it. I'm going to listen to it again. I think I... I shocked you with the fact that I do listen to American football. Oh, well, I had like it makes sense. I just never heard you talk about them, so yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely am going to give it an eight. I'm definitely going to have the song on repeat for quite a bit, and you'll hear me talk about it more, <laughs> more than likely. I'll yeah. text you and be like, "Matt, this shit is a banger," and you'll be like, "Oh God, I know, I know, John, I get it." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that being said, I probably put this in, like a six five. That's I fair. enjoyed it. I appreciate it, but American football is just not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what no, I mean? I figure that. Just not. I think that's like again. That's where like our music taste splits. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think this is like a definitely a mark of that. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, <clears throat> let's call it because I can't. Like my voice is slowly dying. I don't know if you can hear it. I but... can. My throat is slowly drying slowly, and I don't have water. <laughs> no, I have water nowhere in sight. I'm dying. I've been running around all day. So thank you all for listening. Again, not to sound naggy and obnoxious, but we do have t-shirts for sale. That'd be really cool if you guys picked one of those up. Don't feel like you have to, but I don't know. They're pretty dope. People have been sending us pictures of how they came out. They look really, really cool. Yeah, I got to show you. Oh, that's, Yeah, please do. Dude, that's awesome. They came out really dope. I'm really stoked about them. Um, and yeah, you can also follow us on social media. That's all in the description below. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. That would mean so much the world yeah i would really appreciate that and besides that um anything else to say john no cool again my name is matt my name's john and this has been seen it all before see you next week (laughs)